morning, Dad. Hey, going for a run? Yeah, you should join me like you used to. Not with my old knees and back. Mm -mm. Try Xanthacin. It could really help. Plus, it's super safe, Dad, and it's good for your heart and brain. Xanthacin fights aging with astaxanthin, nature's most powerful antioxidant. And with three times the absorption and superior purity, it's the brand physicians trust. Find it at GetXantho.com and these retailers. Keep doing what you love with Xanthacin. How's it going, everybody? It is episode 43 here on Hawaii Football Now, presented by Xanthasin. A big mahalo also to our other sponsors, Spectrum Mobile and Hawaii USA Federal Credit Union. We record this episode, episode 43, at about 3.09 p.m. on Tuesday afternoon, set to release this on Thursday morning, June 23rd, in just a couple of days' time. Jordan Haley, Hunter Hughes, excited to be back with you, Hunter is had to pump the xanthacin because he is busy this week this is why we're usually recording which we usually record in the morning instead we're recording in the afternoon because my friend you've got a busy week and uh, we know you need to keep the energy up and uh, our good friends at xanthacin they're good at that big time jordan i don't know if you've heard about this amazing supplement called astaxanthin doctors and pharmacists recommend it for everything from joint and muscle function to cholesterol health and cognitive function even anti-aging and as you mentioned uh I'm out in the sun a lot this week, so I, I could use all the help there that I could get. But uh, did you know that only one brand delivers three times more astaxanthin to your body, making it a better buy than the competition? Introducing Xanthacin, available at GetXantho.com, Newtown Square Pharmacy, Down to Earth, Kaka'ako, GNC Stores, and Pharmacare Hawaii. Learn more at GetXantho.com. Love yeah, George. Absolutely yeah. love it. I, I could use as much as I could right now because this is Manoa Cup week, baby. That's right. That's right. And we'll get into that uh, here in just a little bit because there are some University of Hawaii ties, University of Hawaii football ties as well, uh, beyond just our guy Hunter here. Uh, but as we get into the opening drive segment of this episode of the pod, again, thanks everybody for joining in, tuning in all summer long as well, sort of the dog days of summer here. For us on Hawaii football now, we did want to give a shout out to our colleague here at the university, uh, excuse me, at ESPN Honolulu, who covers University of Hawaii sports, who has covered University of Hawaii sports for decades now. And that's our guy, Bobby Curran, uh, announced last week on his own show uh, that he is going through some health stuff. Uh, it was pretty candid about that. We didn't necessarily have to get into the details. He is looking to um, better himself, obviously had stepped away already. Uh, as the radio voice for the University of Hawaii football team, uh, but looking to continue on with the basketball program, his morning show as well. Once he's back, he is ready to go. We know it's uh, it's not an easy road ahead for Bobby, uh, but boy, we we send our best to him, his family, and uh, he is one tough dude, man. And and uh, again, we wish him all the best and in 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 his recovery here, and and we look forward to hearing him on the airwaves again very very soon. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Bob, Bobby's a staple in our business, Jordan, of uh, radio personnel and, and sports radio here locally. I mean, uh, all the best to him and his family. Um, we wish him a speedy recovery. Uh, I don't like to hear that happening to anybody, but especially someone so close to home. So nothing but love and aloha to, to uh, Mr. Bobby Kern. Yeah, and, and Bobby, Bobby, you know, in a lot of ways, man, he, he's kind of a trailblazer, right? Uh, his coverage of University of Hawaii football 
bringing that to the masses synonymous, I would say, with all of the success that the program has had over the years. And quite honestly, building up the support for the program, building up the interest for the program. And, uh, you know, without guys like Bobby, like a podcast like ours, where we're doing weekly, even during the summer episodes, like more or less focused on University of Hawaii football. Like, I mean, we, we wouldn't, there's no way we'd have a show like this if it wasn't for for Bobby, right? And all the all the work he's put in over the again decades, and uh, right. all the best to Bobby. We are looking forward to to hearing him on the airwaves once again, and uh, taking all of your crazy calls and bringing you all the action on the hardwood as well, which is uh, obviously a few months down the line. So uh, big shouts to Bobby, and of course, yeah, as we tra- oh, sorry, Hunter, go ahead. Oh, bad. No, you, you broke up, Jordan. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, uh, I've gotten to meet Bobby on a handful of occasions and everybody on the team just uh, loves the way that he calls games. And I know we're transitioning elsewhere with the, the Venary brothers, but uh, he's a legend. We want to give him all of the uh, respect that he deserves, man. Absolute legend from our part. Yeah, best to Bobby. Get well soon, my man. All right. Uh, no easy transition out of that, but we do transition now into our game time segment uh, pretty wide open show wanted to get to some of your comments as we move throughout as well we, we seem to have figured out uh, we had a little issue on the youtube comments got a little confusing we think we have sorted that out uh thanks to our guys on the technical side but before we get into that we like to touch on golf on this show uh in part because my man hunter is a player man i don't know if you guys are aware but he's got he's got quite the uh quite the game uh, quite the confidence to match and it's Manoa cup week so this this is big right Monday was the stroke play portion for seeding what is it 64 guys what, what what's the bracket look like that's right so about 90 95 participants for 64 spots um generally it, it looks like the cut is usually close to 79 80 uh Oahu Country Club hosts uh hosts the tournament they have for man about the last hundred years mm-hmm. um and uh yeah i mean the the best players in the state come out to uh, play in manoa cup so it's it's game time for me man right now yeah it, it, you're absolutely right i mean it's one of the storied uh biggest tradition tournaments in in hawaii sports history like the the the, the sheer history a number of years of the manoa cup and, and you break into the match play and so you got started today, right? Today was the the first uh, first day of match play. That's exactly right, man. Uh, today was uh, first round of of match play. I, I thankfully qualified with an even par seventy one yesterday, um, which gave me a a thirteen overall seed, and then uh, played um, a golfer from Hawaii Pacific's golf team. Actually, Jordan, uh, his name is Gavin Holland, originally from Tennessee, and uh, man, he gave me. Give me my money's worth, man. Yeah, I heard but, it, but maybe match of the day type stuff. I man, I don't know if I'd go that far. There, there, there were some other good matches out there today, but man, he gave me my money's worth. That two hundred twenty-five dollar uh, entry entry fee. I, I think I burned it <laughs> in the first round, right there. Um, I uh, man, I was I felt pretty good. I was two up uh, through fifteen, and then my guy just started pulling shots out of out of his Akole, man. It was unbelievable. Uh, draining long par putts. Uh, he made a birdie on 17. And we went into all uh, to 18 all square, man. I, I felt the nerves in my hands, man. It was it was it was nerve wracking for sure. Um, that's what that's what I'm saying. I don't know. I don't know how many of the matches today got decided on 18. That's a great question. Actually, I'm not sure how many actually went 
the the distance there might have been a couple that went overtime but uh yeah I thankfully oh my goodness I was so relieved to see that par drop on 18 and uh closed them out but uh yeah nothing but um uh thankfulness to Mr. Gavin he, he played unbelievable and match play anything can happen so uh it's just staying in the tournament staying uh happy staying positive because if you hit a bad shot you just go to the next hole it's kind of a beautiful format for my style of play because all these guys are much better golfers than me let me just put it that way um <laughs> i i definitely ride on the uh the perseverance stick in there uh, if we still have holes left feel like we have a chance uh that that's my whole my whole mindset and try to lean on some of that Hawaii football perseverance that uh, a walk yeah, there you go. myself kind of had to uh had to learn the hard way um but uh man all these kids can play so uh I'm just thankful to uh to see another day for real there you go there you go H- how many years have you been playing it now uh this is my fourth Manoa Cup uh, okay first one I played in 2018 I actually made it to the final four um got close there really close and then uh 2019 I was getting back from France from playing football uh game was not in good shape but uh made it to match play it's about all we could say about 2019 and then last year made it to the uh elite eight so um I work there Jordan I work at Oahu Country Club so this is my uh little home course advantage absolutely I mean that that place is uh just so beloved in my heart I I love it. I know the course like the back of my hand. And when the wind is blowing and the greens are rolled like they are right now, that place plays incredibly tough. So uh, I feel like I have a leg up on the competition because, man, all these guys, if they're not the best high school players out here, that they all are playing at the collegiate level, Division One. So I need all the help I can get against these guys. Yeah, there's some ballers for sure. And uh, we, we mentioned some of the University of Hawaii connections. I, I know you had a, a former University of Hawaii player on the bag last year, okay. if I'm not mistaken, uh, in Tumua Tuine, uh, who's who's gone on to some other things uh, beyond the football and uh, golf caddying career. But uh, what, what's uh, what, who, who's on the bag this year? I, I'm going to imagine it's not Tumua. The guy's yeah. kind of busy. That's um, right. You know, we'd love to get him on the show, but uh, he's got he's got he's got a lot of engagements these days. Uh, right. But uh, who's who's on the bag for you this year? Yeah, unfortunately, Tamua is on tour in Arizona right now. Shout out. If you guys are in Arizona listening, go to Tamua's show. The man is hilarious. And uh, Hawaii football connection there, without a doubt. Um, so, yeah, he couldn't make it this year. But if I make it to Thursday, Cole McDonald will be on the bag. because Cole, Cole McDonald? Cole is coming into town okay. uh, to try out for the XFL this Saturday. So, That's right. Uh, That's right. Saturday at McKinley. Yeah. Uh, if If I can make it. Through tomorrow, Cole will be on the bag by the time this episode airs on Thursday. So uh, big incentives there for sure. Oh yeah, we we got to be pulling for you. If if you can get if we can get Cole McDonald out there preparing for the XFL tryout by caddying for Hunter Hughes in the Manoa Cup, that would be something. So Thursday would be round of sixteen. Do I do I have my math correct what about what yeah, am I tomorrow's talking round of 32 32 so 16 all right so, yeah exactly sweet 16 right. on thursday all right all that's right that's that math over there bro you, you know yeah, that, yeah, yeah 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 <laughs> yeah we uh divide by two baby don't forget to carry uh, the remainder there uh that would be cool that would be cool yeah. yeah give our best to cole obviously he and uh, a number of other guys will be over at mckinley including the rock Dwayne johnson's supposed to be there 
for the tryout. And we, we gave everybody who listens to the pod a ample amount of head time a couple of weeks ago that if, hey, if you thought, look, man, my time to shine is still on the horizon. Chance to get in shape, chance to get loose, stretch, make sure you don't pull anything, get some wind sprints in. And, uh, you know, we, we, we gave the public advance notice that uh, Saturday's the day. That's exactly right. I, I Even myself, I got a couple of phone calls like, hey, did you know there's an XFL tryout? And I'm like, I, I don't know if I can out throw Cole right now, man. So I, I don't even know why I would show up. So Cole's definitely got the uh, the advantage on me height-wise, arm talent-wise, and looks-wise, obviously. So I think he's got the triple threat um, going in his favor there for the XFL. So, uh, yeah, all the best to him when he comes in this week. Yeah, we'll we'll, uh, we'll have a little bit on that next week, uh, see who maybe does well at the XFL tryout. Hopefully Hunter will be busy on Saturday as well, perhaps with uh, some tea times to get to if uh, the week goes well for for Hunter on the bag uh, at the course and, and perhaps with Cole McDonald on the bag there. So we'll be uh, we'll be sure to get some updates in and we'll, we'll get your uh, recap next week, Hunter, uh, after your run at the Monoa Cup as well. For sure, man. Yeah, thank you uh, to, to you, Jordan. All the the love and respect from uh, everyone at home. A lot of our listeners are actually members of the course. Appreciate you guys letting us use yeah. the Country Club as our home facility for the Manoa Cup. Uh, for all of us amateur players out there, uh, we really appreciate it. We have a great time at that facility. So thank you and aloha. Yeah, pretty cool stuff, and uh, one of the the storied events in Hawaii sports, no doubt about it. All right, transitioning once again, uh, a little topic uh, as we move through the first half here. Uh, the Jared Ursu interview, great job, by the way, Hunter, last week uh, running that interview solo. Appreciate that um, as I wasn't able to make it. But, uh, you know, had a lot of good feedback, a lot of folks, I think, you know, and, and I think people people have just resonated a few of these guys on the show and, and um, whether it's local guys or guys returning back to Hawaii, right? And obviously Jared Ursu kind of fits both, <laughs> Right. Uh, having grown up on the, the west side of the Big Island, it spent the, you know, at this point, kind of the majority of his life now up in Utah from his playing days uh, now through his coaching days. It's not like he's an old guy, but he, he spent, you know, better part of almost 20 years up there in Utah. And, and now he gets to come home. Uh, and, I, and I think it's just, you know, it's just something relatable about these guys to, to the folks. And, and just talking to people who got a chance to watch the interview. You know, you asked him about it being kind of a homecoming, and and I think that that shines through. And and these guys know the work and the task at hand. But uh, you know, it's just there. There's something. There's something about seeing, you know, Hawaii sort of represented within the coaching staff, right? A, a lot of these local fans, are like, hey, you know, I remember that kid when he was he was growing up in in Kona. I remember him when he was playing football. Um, and and there's there's a little something to that, I think, and and that seems to be a an undercurrent of, of positivity for this group. Yeah. And I, I think for coach Ursua, he has a very unique place with Hawaii in that he's John Ursua's brother and kind of bridges this gap between old Hawaii and new Hawaii football where, I mean, John's the last um, receiver of ours to go decently high in the draft, you know, uh, getting drafted in the seventh round. Uh, we haven't had a receiver do that in a long time. Um, very, uh, very um, just uh, admirable to see what John has done at the next level. Great representation for our, our, uh, our state, our, our team. And Coach Ursua, I mean, he's just, a, he's just a good guy. 
Jordan. I want to be friends with him outside of here. I think we're, we're planning to play golf at some point, but uh, yeah, he's what you want from a Hawaii football coach. He, he has that love. He has that aloha. He has the local connection uh, with, you know, with, uh, with big Island and obviously what's going on with, with, with him and his connection back in Utah. It's um, it's good stuff and everything that you kind of uh, want to expect from a, a wife uh, position coach. Yeah, and, and the other thing that I, I wanted or one of the other things that I found pretty interesting, and, and this has been very consistent, I would say in, in all the coaches that we've talked to. And now we've, we've kind of balanced it out. It was a lot of defensive coaches in the beginning uh, when we started to get uh, some of them as guests on the pod. Now we've, we've, we've hit a few offensive coaches now, obviously, with Coach Shoemaker and um, now with Coach Orsua. Um, but, but to a man, they, they are very, I think there is a humble yes. pragmatism to them where, look, they, they acknowledge a lot of the positive things that they're, that, that is surrounding this program. Um, but, but one thing that I think they have been very honest about is that there's still a lot of work to be done and the acknowledgement that, look, it, 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 it has to result in something, right. And, and that something is really just wins, <laughs> Yes. Right. And that's that's the nature of the business. And and we've t- even I mean, you go back to Coach Yoro and talking about, you know, how blessed he feels to be at home coaching for the University of Hawaii. But as he put it, basically, right, they, they got to win games for him to continue coaching and living at home in Hawaii. And so, you know, I think the way uh, Coach Ursua put it is, you know, we're, we're at the base of the mountain still for them. Right. They, they're they're sort of laying the, the foundation, the base camp, and the, but they still got to scale the mountain in a lot of ways. Um, and, and it, you know, it's, it's maybe not unique to the staff, uh, but it is kind of nice to see how, how grounded they are sort of across the board and, and, yeah. and acknowledging sort of the, the reality of it all. Right. I mean, it's, it's not gonna be an easy task. Like I, I don't, I, I think going out there expecting them to win nine, 10 games or something like that, that would be over the moon. Yeah. Um, but it, 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 it kind of strikes me every, all of them that we've talked to basically so far, in some form or fashion has kind of touched on that. And, and I, I just kind of wondering, you know, what, what you take away from that Hunter um, in, in just sort of that recurring theme amongst all the coaches that we've, we've got a chance to talk story with. Yeah. I mean, I, I, a few things come to mind. First and foremost, it's just hard to win at the division one level. Yeah. You've got top tier athletes, top tier coaches, even if we are in the mountain West and, you know, we're in the group of five, we're not quite at the power five level everyone is biting at the bit to try and whether it's be, you know, players trying to get to the next level, transferring to a bigger program, getting an opportunity at the NFL, people are hungry at this level. Coaches too, uh, uh, from whatever they are able to accomplish here, they're always, I mean, look at what's happened this last couple of years, even to us with Hawaii football, people are always looking to jump to the next level. Um, And so to have these coaches have that kind of humility about them, First of all, I think it's awesome being here in Hawaii. You have to have a, a humble spirit really for you to be successful out here. If you don't have that, you, it, it's just not going to work out well for you. Um, and then uh, the other thing is the dismal state that Hawaii football was in just six months ago, Jordan. I mean, it was an absolute circus that was on fire with people screaming you know obviously that that's very metaphorical I'm, I'm glad no one was actually you know <laughs> injured or hurt uh in in the whole process but it was ugly man Hawaii football was in bad shape not that long ago and 
it's as good as you could probably hope to expect from a, um, you know, a, the down part of the Hawaii football year, you know, now that it's in summer right now, what we've seen in the past six months with recruiting with spring ball, a phenomenal spring game, unbelievable recruiting efforts on social media and the, um, the response by players, by families, by the local community out here, the response by local uh, businesses, it's been fantastic. But on top of that, at the end of the day, you got to win football games. You are judged by how you win on the field. So I, I really appreciate their humility. But again, they've done a phenomenal job thus far, six months into their, um, their campaign with Coach Chang. Yeah, and I think, you know, uh, I think resurrection was, was maybe yeah. a, a term we've used in the past. And, and I do think, you know, as you pointed out, it's not necessarily from like a win-loss standpoint. Like they, the, the last two years weren't unsuccessful on the field, right? In a bowl game, a win over a good Houston program in 2020, uh, a bowl berth last year, even though it was a six and seven year, I, I think it was a little underachieving in terms of win losses, just based on the, the talent level and the, the results on the field at six and seven. But, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't like it was an 0 and 12 year, say is in 1998, but it was so much more than that. And I think that's why almost it was more concerning, right. Was, was just the state of disarray that things were in um, around January, right? Just, just where the program was at. And, and that was, I think, part of the, a large part of the concern for a lot of people, you know, inside and outside of the program, especially from fans is, Hey, look, like, it's not like we weren't winning football games, or at yeah. least it wasn't, it wasn't like it was a, a terrible win loss record on the field, but yet there was all of the, all of this going on. Right. And, and that almost to me is, is a little more concerning because like, Hey, look, Look, if, if, if all of that was going on and they were one and 11 or something, one and 12, and you're like, all right, well, yeah, of course people are going to be unhappy. Um, but the, 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 the reviving of things, I think, had to do with everything off the field more than anything, right? And there, were, there were other things going on and whatnot, but so much of that had to do with, with just getting the identity of the program sort of back, getting positive relations within the community and we, we've we've talked about this so many different times in, in different ways in, in obviously being allowed to go out in the community is a is a huge huge thing right and, and we'll talk a little bit about some of those things because some pretty cool stuff going on over the weekend for father's day and some some community service type stuff from the from the group but yeah it was it was so much more than just x's and o's so much more oh, yeah. than just finding the right offense finding the right defense it, it was it was more than that that's part of it. Don't get me wrong. But, but a large part of it was just finding a way to, and again, whatever you, wherever you want to lay the blame, it was, it was bad in January. Right. I mean, the, the head coach resigned, like it was, you had a Senate in, senatorial inquiry. Like it was, it was, again, you can point the finger at a number of different people, but it was, yeah. it was bad. And so to get these, to get all of these coaches to kind of bring it back home, uh, but feel free to take it however you want Hunter, but it, just to get a coaching staff that, that, seems to be very together like they they seem to really have a firm understanding of of what timmy chang is the head coach is instilling here and again that's so much more than just x's and o's and things like that um but it's it's nice to see right and that doesn't necessarily have to be a juxtaposition with with a previous coaching staff or something like that but it's just it's positive it's 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 cool to see and and i think it's it's encouraging 
Yeah, definitely. And uh, I typically like to bring things away from football, but I'm going to bring it back to football just for a second. Yeah. I mean, when you look at where everybody that entered the transfer portal, where people ended up, we had a stinking good football team this last year. And had, you know, Coach Graham and those guys gone 10 and three, you know, nine and four, and we were battling for a Mountain West championship, they would probably excuse a lot of the stuff that was ha happening off the field. But the fact was we had a great team with talent on both sides of the football, like the strength of the Rolo era's recruiting ability was full force in front of them with what we had on our roster this last year. I mean, we're talking about Cincinnati, UCLA, Oklahoma, and then obviously Chevin Cordero, the other one going to San Jose state, you know, a conference rivalry. We had phenomenal talent that can play at, you know, at other places, even on a, a tier above us. If you're a coach and your, your job is to do well with the pieces that are, you know, you are given, they didn't do a great job. Let's just be honest right then and there. Sure. You have COVID, you have other things that aren't your fault, but man, we could have done better this last year. And with everything that we're kind of seeing, it feels like we're churning up some momentum heading into this fall for sure. Yeah. Without a doubt. Look, the, the, the talent is undeniable. What was there last year? I mean, you just look at the number of guys who transferred to power five schools, you know, and I'm including Cincinnati in that with, with Nick Mortner. Exactly. So yeah, it's, it's, and, and obviously you're with what Chevron Cordero at, at San Jose state, but, but all, you know, Oklahoma, USC, uh, UCLA, some other stops. It's the talent is, is there for sure. Some other things that I was kind of curious to ask you about in particular, Hunter, uh, you guys talked about PRPs, player run practices, like it, it's summertime, right? So it's kind of the dog days very transitional you're, you're out of spring practice so you don't get the the hands-on necessarily uh necessary teaching that you saw there um you, you're bringing in some guys who came in once the semester was over right via transfer via enrollment all those kinds of the technologies there and so a lot of these things um end up falling to some of these player run uh activities uh, I'm just kind of curious, you know, as a guy who's gone through this, kind of walk us through that, uh, uh, what what gets done in those, um, how how it's an opportunity maybe to build some leaders, build some chemistry, um, you know, with without the coaches necessarily being there for all of this. Without completely, um, you know, throwing our, our school and our team under the bus, uh, Hawaii is able to actually ride a pretty unique line with player run practices with the um the situating of our coaches offices right above the turf um even though they are not there they are very much watching the practice and very much involved so um they usually hand you a script they want everybody to go out there it's usually seven on seven especially you get the line in there to do you know some sort of work i mean they're really just out there to wave at their coach <laughs> to make sure that they're not out doing something else. But uh, yeah, they usually are, are texting somebody, Hey, get him in on this route, get him in on this rep right here. Um, they aren't at practice, but uh, from a subconscious back, you know, back end uh, sake, they are definitely a part of what's going on over there. Um, it's uh, it's a unique situation though, because PRPs um, are technically voluntary, 
but they're not voluntary. Uh, it speaks very loud if you don't come to PRPs, especially if you're battling for a job. I mean, what are you doing? Um, and so, yeah, it's supposed to be player ran. Uh, the people that are in communication with the coaches are usually, you know, the seniors or the captains or the, the, the main guys that are involved on the offensive and de defensive side of the ball. Um, and then, yeah, uh, people are trying to take care of each other at this point of the year. You're not really going 100%. You're going about 75. Uh, if there is any sort of contact, you're really trying to look out for each other. And if there are guys going too hard or being too intense, that's the mood out there is, hey, hey, chill, bro. We got, we got another three months before we even go to camp. So let's just, uh, and usually you got freshmen that you're trying to uh, tap the brakes a little bit because they're trying, they're eager. They're trying to prove themselves. So it's a, it's a unique time of the year. Um, you're kind of laying off on lifting really heavy right now. You're really emphasizing on running a lot, a lot of conditioning, trying to stay in shape. Um, but this is uh, kind of the, the time of the year where you get to see your family, coaches included. I uh, got to kind of talk with Coach Rasua about that, where uh, this is the downtime of the year where you kind of get reset and refocused because uh, fall comes quick and fall is long. So um, good time of the year for UH football. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, you know, we're a little over two months away from, from the opening game, right? I mean, it's, it's June 21st as we record this, 23rd. Uh, when this episode comes out and then uh, August 27th is not that far in the distance uh, for this group. One last note um, that I wanted to, to kind of bring up with you, Hunter, before we hit the halftime here. Um, offensive identity. And it's funny because we talked to Coach Shoemaker, very similar sort of response when we asked him about it. And I loved how Jared put it. He said, we're unapologetically looking not to be branded. There's some double negatives in there and whatnot, but I, you get it, right? It's like, Hey, look, we, we're not trying to put a label on this thing. Yeah. And it, it, it's not, it's not because they're afraid of commitment or anything. It's just, he, he, he put it bluntly, right? The game is constantly evolving. And so you're going to have all of these different wrinkles and, and coach Shoemaker talked about it in all of his different stops at lower levels and, and the success that he had at Ewash. I, th I thought it was interesting too. I, it didn't dawn on me, but the, those two guys coached against each other in, in the big sky uh, at, at Eastern Washington Shoemaker, and then obviously in her Stewart's couple of stops in Southern Utah and Weber. Um, and so he's familiar, right? He's familiar with what the, they were doing in Cheney and putting up all those points. Like it can look a few different ways, but as long as it scores points and as long as you're keeping the defense off balance, like call it whatever you want. So I, I thought that was kind of interesting, you know, unapologetically looking to not be branded right i i think I, i'm excited i'm excited and they're also not going to tell us too much right but I, right. not that we blame them um you know you're not trying to tip your hand especially when when you're brand new coaching staff but i i i kind of i kind of smirked at that because i i i know what he's talking about and it, it kind of just gets me excited to see whatever the heck they're cooking up that's right and there is some advantage to unity between the team and the outside um community you know boosters and things like that there's something unique about hawaii and that we know that we're the run and shoot offense at least we were you know for however many years there's that kind of understanding and people who don't know football talk as if they get to know football because they're like yeah run and shoot we score a lot of points um at the end of the day the offense needs to be a closed door room in in my opinion like making decisions in there um calling plays, knowing, uh, knowing schemes, what, what they want to do to attack a defense. I'm a fan. As long as everyone's on page one week, it could be the veer 
Next week, it could be a pro style. Another week, it could be run and shoot, spread offense, uh, West Coast, this or that. It really doesn't matter as long as you're scoring points. And to, uh, one thing you and I know, Jordan, when we were talking with Coach Shoemaker, that guy knows football and he knows how to score points. So, I, I mean, I feel really good with the coaching staff that's there. And I like that they're not putting themselves in a corner that they don't really need to yet right, right at the beginning of their campaign. Yeah, it, it really is. And, and again, look, if, if you can put points on the board, that's money in the bank. That's, uh, that's, that's excitement. And that's hopefully W's for this group, uh, you know, going forward. All right, that'll kind of do it for us here on the opening half of episode of 43. Speaking of money in the bank, uh, if you got some money you need to put in the bank, be sure to check out our good friends over at Hawaii USA Federal Credit Union. Hawaii's largest credit union committed to serving individuals and businesses through its 14 branch locations statewide and convenient digital banking services as well. A leader in providing support for the islands, Hawaii USA is committed to strengthening Hawaii's financial wellness and sharing successes with members, local businesses, and the greater community. Originally opened in 1936 as a credit union for educators, Hawaii USA has inspired a culture of giving that is rooted in education and has since expanded to other areas of community need that impact financial health, including healthcare, housing, and hunger. To learn more, please visit hawaiiusafcu.com. All right, second half, and to close things out when we return. This is Hawaii Football Now from ESPN Honolulu. All right, second half here on Hawaii Football Now. Jordan and Hunter back with you. Uh, kind of a little popcorn style, some, some interesting things of note regarding University of Hawaii alumni and the team currently as well getting in some community service stuff over the weekend. Uh, north of the board, we talked about Drew Brown last week on the show. Didn't see any action in Winnipeg's victory over Ottawa 19-12. Zach Caleros is their quarterback, by the way, former Cincinnati standout. Ottawa, the Red Lex, quarterback by Jeremiah Masoli, who's still in the league all these years. Right? Remember when he was playing for June over in Hamilton, uh, he's still going. Moniz. Moniz was on that roster, too. Yeah, amazing. All the Hawaii connections up in the CFL, including Ryan Meskel, who's a reserve kicker with the Edmonton Elks up in the CFL. A really cool story last week, uh, picked up by a couple of outlets. I saw it on KHON, uh, among others. Uh, but he's wearing number 41 in, in honor of his former teammate, Jayan Sanitoa, with the Rainbow Warriors. Uh, some pretty cool stuff there. Uh, but yeah, we, uh, we we're, we're going to turn this into. We got to make sure we get our CFL updates in because you can catch a lot of the games yeah. on on ESPN online and whatnot. So uh, you know, we we always we always keep a close eye. Plus, it's summer. There's not a whole lot else going on. CFL. It's part of the excitement. Oh yeah, big time. Uh, over on the Ocho, <laughs> hi Jordan. Uh, <laughs> if not the Ocho, then the Lance Armstrong's doing the pregame. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no. Uh, seriously, I'll shout out to the boys. Um, both of those guys are great friends and uh, and teammates of mine, Ryan and Drew, um, having you know good careers, uh, great opportunities up there north of the border. Um, another just great outlet for us to kind of talk about right here, Jordan. That if it doesn't work out of the NFL, you can still have other opportunities in other places to play the game that you love. Um, I try to encourage that wherever I go. I played in France, and Ryan was playing goalie for a, uh, a soccer team down in uh, Australia for the last like two years uh, during COVID and then got the call from, um, uh, from Edmonton 
just uh, this past winter and wanted to see if he wanted to come up and make some kicks for him. So, uh, yeah. And then on top of that, to honor uh, another teammate of mine, uh, Cheyenne, uh, with the number 41 is, is pretty stinking cool. Uh, Cheyenne was taken from us, unfortunately, and um, tragically and suddenly. And for, for us to kind of honor him as, as former teammates, former brothers uh, with Hawaii football is, is pretty special. Yeah, it really is. It really is. And, and I think just goes to show you how, how tight knit some of these teams have been um, and, and the lasting, you know, friendships uh, and uh, relationships that, that are built through this program. It, it is really cool. It is really touching. And, and uh, it, is, it is international, right? We talk about Australians and Canada honoring, uh, you know, a, a Polynesian brother who they played together in Hawaii. Like that's, if that's not Hawaii football, you know. I, and Cheyenne was from Samoa. You're right. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like, man, it is, it is uh, chicken skin, chicken skin in a lot of ways. Uh, a couple of other notes, uh, current team doing some cool stuff. I know you took notice, Hunter. Uh, Jonah Kahavai Welch was over at the Plaza in Moanalua. Uh, assisted living facility on Father's Day, sharing some of his experiences, connecting. Um, you know, uh, you had uh, a couple of, uh, well, I guess more than a couple, a handful of guys uh, down down in the Lo'i, uh, Kahana Cultural Living, uh, helping uh, build the like literal foundations for some tarot patches. Yeah. Uh, you had some players down out there. Like it's it's just nice to see, you know, and 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 we we realized the last couple of years, like a lot of these opportunities just weren't possible right because right. of all the covid restrictions and, and whatnot but now that now that things have opened up enough where these guys can get out there it is it is cool to see them out in the community and connecting in, in different ways big time i mean that that's what makes this place special we don't have another pro sport we don't have what other places might and this is the team's ability to connect with the greater public uh and vice versa and, uh, you know, for the, the Howley guys in those pictures, I mean, we really appreciate, I'm speaking for all the Howleys, you know, that, that play for University of Hawaii, by the way. Um, we appreciate getting welcomed into cultural, um, you know, significant experiences like that, getting to be down in a low-E farm and uh, in, the, in, in the mud and the muck and feeling like you're, you're giving back, even if you might be doing it completely wrong. Uh, it's, it's always special and it, it feels like you are a part of this place. Um, it, it's bigger than football here. We always talk about that. And uh, it's cool to see the boys uh, participating because it's summertime. They could be doing other stuff. Yeah, it, it really is. Um, and, and just a little time, right? Just, just a, a few hours here and there. It can make, make a huge difference, right? Yeah. And, and we've seen the community give back, um, sort of the reciprocity right we see the, the brotherhood grinds program like it's 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 all it's all uh you know kind of coming around which is really really cool and uh one last note uh here before we hit the overtime segment speaking of coming back around i, I thought this was really cool um former university of hawaii television voice robert kikaula longtime legendary broadcaster musician actor everything in between uh, for KITV, for Spectrum Sports television coverage of University of Hawaii football. Um, KITV announced just the other day that they are instituting a Robert K. Kala Fellowship, uh, entry-level position for, for young 
um, entry level up and coming broadcast journalists that want about the, the profession. Uh, it's a paid halftime position. You can go check it out uh, on KITV's website, KITV.com. But uh, it is in memoriam of Robert Kekala. It is in his name uh, and carry on that legacy. Uh, it is aimed for Native Hawaiians or those born and raised in Hawaii. Um, must be a full-time college-enrolled student. Uh, so it's it's geared towards the next generation. It is geared towards the next generation of uh, Native Hawaiian broadcasters as well. And um, I just thought that was that was really cool. And another guy who is synonymous with University of Hawaii football from his time, you know, covering the team. Uh, on the radio for ESPN Honolulu to his time on television with Spectrum Sports to the Aloha shirts that were broadcast into households across the country, you know, via the streaming services. Uh, this was really cool. Yeah, absolutely. And Big Rob was a was a friend of of mine and uh, even tried to uh, get me a similar position with uh, KITV4. Um, and uh, yeah, just always looking out, always wanting to give back. And uh, I mean, he was a, a presence that was hard to miss down at practice, not just for his voice and his persona, but the dude was big and you can't teach big Jordan. Um, in life, man, you tough to tough to miss that dude. And I mean, every time you saw him down there, you wanted to take the time to go over, give him a hug, uh, shake his massive hands. And uh, yeah, just uh, he was kind of that bridge for a lot of guys. I'll speak for a lot of my teammates that uh, he was the bridge for our team and uh, the greater community with the way that he represented us here and abroad. So uh, yeah, really cool opportunity out there. If you know someone that might be a good fit for that, uh, throw it out to him. Uh, this is kind of allowing Rob to continue to uh, carry out his mission, uh, even, you know, beyond, uh, beyond the grave. So uh uh, all the best. It's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. Well put. Uh, a friend of many, friend of the program, yeah. uh, and a uh, guy that is dearly, dearly missed, no doubt about that. All right, uh, wrapping things up, we go to the overtime segment. Any, anything else that you wanted to touch on, Hunter, before we wrap this thing up? Uh, I don't know about you, Jordan, but I would not join the, uh, the Saudi league for golf. Um, I'm staying with the PGA tour. If I was at that level, uh, I don't know about you, man. It's kind of a fun thing to ask my buddies. I asked my brother earlier, my brother said he's joining the live tour. Um, but, uh, as for me, I'm, I'm sticking with the PGA tour, man. I don't know what you got for overtime. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Uh, I didn't realize it was live because it's like 54, in Roman numerals, as in uh, they play 54 whole tournaments and 54 would be 18 under par on a 70. Trying too hard. Course. That's what I know. That's that's I agree. Trying a little, a little too hard. My my last, uh, a little a little more uh, perhaps. Yeah. Uh, as the, this will come out on Thursday, Ju July. Uh, excuse me. This will come out on Thursday, June 23rd, which is the exact date of the 50th anniversary of the enactment of title nine uh which of wow. course it was renamed the the patsy t mink equal opportunity and education act patsy mink of course the the 12 term congresswoman from hawaii she's from paia maui she's a maui high school graduate was the driving force behind that legislation which it goes well beyond sports uh in terms of equal opportunity to equal opportunity access to education uh, but when you just, when you boil it down to athletics in particular, like it's, it's the most important piece of legislation 
in in athletics that is that has ever been passed and obviously for women's athletics and beyond and uh like it's it, she she was a, a hawaii girl right and and the, just the the ties to hawaii the direct links you know and and just a titan and really really just a you, you want to talk about historical figures and, and whatnot uh patsy oh, yeah. mink is is the best of them and and just uh, wanted to to kind of shout that out uh, i know there have been a lot of commemorations going on around the state uh, different entities and whatnot, but 50 years of Title IX and, and just the tremendous impact that it has made in sports in particular, but well beyond that uh, when it comes to, you know, uh, holding institutions accountable for sexual harassment, sexual assault, equating uh, financial aid, scholarship opportunities, employment opportunities, all of that and, and above. Um, Patsy Mink, her, her fingerprints are all over that. Yeah, uh, this is uh, an unsolicited plug here, by the way. Um, my good friend actually made a movie, a documentary about Title IX and its significance here with Hawaii and Hawaii athletics. It's called Rise of the Wahine. If you want to look that up uh, for people uh, listening um, at home right now, phenomenal story. Uh, Title IX is as connected to University of Hawaii as anything else. I mean, uh, the other person that was extremely... Um, influential in this was Dr. Donis Thompson, who mm -hmm. acted as the co-athletic director during that kind of 70s run that uh, Coach Shoji started winning national championships with that team. So yeah. unbelievable story right there. If you haven't heard it, go check it out. Rise of the Wahine. It's really significant to our school, our state, and uh, NCAA as a whole. It's it's a big deal. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and the 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 intertwined layers of the University of Hawaii athletics program, Title IX, Hawaii high school sports, and the amount of offerings that uh, are offered up here in Hawaii. It's, it's second to none when you look at states across the, the country. So yeah, I just, just wanted to make a mention of that. Uh, well, this will be released on the 23rd, which is 50 years to the day of that uh, monumental, I mean, monumental piece of legislation um, and, and now known as the, the Patsy Team Inc. Equal Opportunity and Education Act. So it's pretty cool stuff. All right, that'll do it for us. Big thanks to our guy, Jaron, on the controls. Uh, my guy, Hunter, best of luck. We hope that when this episode airs, you will be somewhere, maybe closing out a match with Cole McDonald on the bag. Uh, but we'll keep everybody posted on that. Big mahalo to our sponsors as well. Xanthison, Spectrum Mobile, and Hawaii USA Federal Credit Union as well. Have a great weekend, everybody. Aloha. You've been listening to Hawaii Football Now with Jordan Helley and Hunter Hughes, all from ESPN Honolulu.